Hey, how's everybody doing? And welcome back to 125 Unfiltered. I've got a crazy episode for you guys today because NBA Free Agency was just absurd yesterday. Kevin Durant, KD Trey 5, is requesting a trade out of Brooklyn. He will be leaving the Brooklyn Nets most likely in the next coming days, weeks, months. We have no clue, but it is so exciting speculating where. Kevin Durant is going to go. Not only that, several Supermax contracts, rookie extensions given out, free agents going all over the place. It is going to be a jam-packed episode. I'm not going to waste any time. Let's get straight to it. Kevin Durant wants out of Brooklyn. Over half of the league called Brooklyn yesterday, seeing what they can offer to try and get Mr. Kevin Durant because I know he's 34, but he's one of the best players, if not the best player in the NBA, and he's ready to go win a championship now. His preferred destinations, reportedly, are Phoenix and Miami. Now, here are some things that we need to break down because these trades are more complicated than you might think. There are two main problems. First off, a player who signs a Supermax contract i.e. Devin Booker, cannot be traded for over a year. Brooklyn reportedly wants Devin Booker back from a potential trade to give Kevin Durant to the Phoenix Suns, but now that he signed that four-year, $224 million contract extension to stay in Phoenix, they cannot trade him. The second problem, which presents to be the biggest one in my opinion, is a team is allowed to have two players on a designated rookie contract extension. Now, this would be a player like John Morant, who just signed a five-year, $193 million contract extension, and his previous contract obviously was a rookie contract. Now, the problem is a team cannot have two of these players that were traded over from another team. It would have to be a player you sign or a player that you drafted to sign that rookie extension, then a player you trade. Brooklyn has Ben Simmons, who's on a rookie contract extension. Remember, he signed a five-year, $170 million deal a couple off-seasons back with the Philadelphia 76ers. They acquire him in the James Harden trade. Now, where this comes into play, because like I said, John Morant, a player on this type of deal. Jason Tatum is another one. But the main one that is concerning for this situation with Kevin Durant and the Brooklyn Nets is Bam Adebayo from the Miami Heat. He is on one of these designated rookie contract extensions. So because they have Ben Simmons, Brooklyn cannot trade for Bam Adebayo, who would be a huge piece to potentially give if you're the Miami Heat to get Kevin Durant in a trade. So because of that, you cannot get a player like Bam Adebayo from Miami. You cannot get a Devin Booker from Phoenix. The trades to KD's two preferred destinations are very, very difficult to actually achieve because Brooklyn needs very equal compensation to do this deal. This is about to be the biggest trade package in the history of the NBA. Remember, Paul George, when he got traded from the Oklahoma City Thunder to the Los Angeles Clippers, the Thunder received five first-round picks and two pick swaps and Shea Gilgis-Alexander, along with Danilo Gallinari. He's always thrown in there, right? But that's seven first-round picks and Shea Gilgis-Alexander, a budding young star. Now, what does that mean for teams who want to go get Kevin Durant? It's got to be at least five first-round picks. Got to throw in some swaps in there. And a couple young, good players, one who could potentially be a star. Teams have to throw everything at the wall to go and get Kevin Durant. Now, here's where it gets a little more problematic for a guy like Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant does not have a no-trade clause. He is locked in to his four-year, $198 million contract extension 
There is no player option. There's a there's no no trade clause. So whichever team Kevin Durant goes to, he's going to be with them for the next four seasons. There's no way out unless obviously you do a buyout, but that's not realistic. You're keeping Kevin Durant on your roster. The only way out for him is by forcing a retirement or just sitting out. But Kevin Durant loves basketball. He's he's gonna play. So just because you're not Phoenix or Miami, that does not mean you can't trade for this guy. We saw a few years back. Toronto Raptors trade for Kawhi Leonard. Got a one-year rental out of him. Traded DeMar DeRozan, icon of the franchise. We won a championship that year. I know it was only a one-year rental. This is different. Kevin Durant's going to be here for the last portion of his career. He's 34. Remember, he would be 38 by the end of his contract. But there are teams out there that should really consider trading for Kevin Durant. And I got a few of them that are not Phoenix or Miami because honestly, what's the best Phoenix can give? McCall Bridges? DeAndre Ayton in a sign-in trade, Cam Johnson, and all their first-round picks. That's decent. It's okay. Miami can't give up Bam Adebayo. So what, Tyler Hero, Kyle Lowry if Brooklyn wants it, Duncan Robinson, Victor Oladipo who they just signed. I mean, good players, right? But they need a star young player. When I mean equal compensation, it has to be a player not only along with a bevy of first-round picks, has to be a player who is young and actually has star potential because Kevin Durant is that good and they need to get a haul back from here. Are a couple teams that I would think of. And these teams have been mentioned on the ESPN. These are not necessarily my ideas. I do think I just want to agree with guys like Bobby Marks, Zach Lowe, all those people because my Toronto Raptors are on this list. And it makes me excited. I want to get Kevin Durant. I loved Kawhi Leonard in the six. I would love to get Kevin Durant on this squad. I know we'd have to give up a lot. But if you think about it, what do we have to give up? Scotty Barnes would have to be in the deal. Love Scotty Barnes. 23 years old. He's so good. He's going to be a phenomenal player in this league. I would give him up to get Kevin Durant. OG Ananobi, who's been rumored in trade talks during draft night. Pascal Siakam, you got on the table. Fred Van Vliet. Gary Trent Jr. We just re-signed a couple guys, Chris Boucher, Thaddeus Young. So, and then all of our future first-round draft picks because we don't, we did not have our pick this year because of the Thaddeus Young trade to San Antonio, but what if the Toronto Raptors offer Scotty Barnes, Gary Trent Jr., or OG Ananobi. Maybe you have to throw Pascal Siakam in there. I feel like Scotty Barnes is the centerpiece of this trade, if you ask me. But if they can somehow keep Van Vliet or Siakam, or both, you let's say it's Scotty Barnes, OG Ananobi, Gary Trent Jr., those three guys, and five first-round picks, a couple swaps, however you want to do that, because there's no number of first-round picks you can put out there. It's whatever you got to put out there with the first-round picks. To get Kevin Durant, I like that deal if I'm a Raptors fan. And if Kevin Durant actually wants to play, I mean, we're we're contenders to go to the to the NBA Finals. Now, another team that was thrown out, which I really liked, was the New Orleans Pelicans. You got Zion Williamson, who actually just signed one of those designated rookie extensions for five years, $193 million. So you would not be able to get him. But the main guy you would package this around is Brandon Ingram. Now, if you're the Pelicans... I don't necessarily like this idea of getting Kevin Durant and trading away a piece like Brandon Ingram. I love what they're building there. I think they do too. I don't think they want to give up on this core that showed a lot of promise last year. They overachieved, pushing Phoenix to six games in the first round, winning the play-in tournament to get that eighth spot. 
I don't know if they want to trade Brandon Ingram. But it is worth noting that this is a potential piece that could be used to get Kevin Durant to your team. A good young player who can fill up the salary space. I know they'd have to fill out this trade. Guys like Herb Jones. Maybe you even throw Dyson Daniels in the mix. Maybe, I mean, if they want Jose Alvarado, go for it. But this is a team, both of these teams, Toronto and New Orleans, who have the star young player who you can give to Brooklyn, and then the picks and small other pieces necessary to complete this deal. So I think those two teams are very realistic. I don't see why a team wouldn't go get Kevin Durant. And the last team I want to throw out, last team I want to throw out before we move to other free agents, and I've already said it before, the Oklahoma City Thunder. Trade your first round picks. You've built up for this moment. Trade your picks. Trade Chet Holmgren. Yes. Trade Chet Holmgren, your first round picks, maybe throw in Usman Jang or Jalen Williams, the one you'd rather give up or the one Brooklyn wants the most. Keep Shea Gilgis Alexander, keep Lou Dort, throw Kevin Durant in there, and you've got a team that's primed to compete in the Western Conference, and you get a nice storyline bringing Kevin Durant back to OKC. I do not see a reason why OKC doesn't look at this. Now, if you love your young, your young core and you want to continue tanking and getting good first-round picks, then go for it. But if people think Chet Holmgren is such a risk, why not give him up? The reason why I say don't give up Shea, and it might take Shea to do this, is I think if Kevin Durant does come to your team, you need Shea Gilgis-Alexander there because you need a good point guard with Kevin Durant. Giving that up would be really bad. I don't think it makes the trade worth it. He would be the one untouchable for OKC in this deal. Also, I think he's on that designated rookie extension. Just I don't think they could trade for him. Holmgren would be my centerpiece there if I'm Sam Presti. I look at that. So those are my three teams that I would look at aside from Phoenix and Miami. Whichever way it, we spin it and we turn it, Kevin Durant is about to majorly shift the landscape of the NBA, and man, we are all here for it as fans, but enough Kevin Durant talk because we'll talk about him more in future episodes. Let's go to some other huge free agent signings. Now, as I mentioned, a couple already got some massive extensions for players to stay with their respective teams. Nikola Jokic, the Joker, staying in Denver, five years, $270 million. Biggest contract in the NBA. Following him, Bradley Beal, staying in Washington, five years, $251 million. Devin Booker, like I said, staying in Phoenix, four years, $224 million. That same number applies to Carl Anthony Towns to stay in Minnesota. John Morant and Zion Williamson, five years, $193 million. Will expand to $231 million if they make an all-NBA team. That's how those rookie extensions work for your top guys. Now, some big signings for a couple guys who stayed, a couple who left restricted, unrestricted free agents. Jalen Brunson. Going to the New York Knicks, four years, $104 million. It is official. New York finally gets their point guard, their guy who they've wanted for so long. Now, $26 million a year. I still think it's an overpay. But you're the Knicks. You're desperate to get a point guard. You need talent. An overpay of a couple million dollars is probably necessary here. I don't hate the the, the sign. I think Jalen Brunson's a great player. I did not like the contract number. Not being $110 million, I think, is better because 104 is a little lower. I know, obviously... Numbers are numbers, but 26 mil a year for Jalen Brunson, I think is a little too much, but this was the guy they wanted. You got to go out and get him at, at, at any cost. So I think the Knicks did a good job here with that. Now, do I think, again, this makes them a playoff team? Absolutely not. 
The Knicks aren't going anywhere. They'll make the play-in tournament, maybe become the eight seed, lose first round. Anthony Simons, four years, 100, whoa, four years, 100 million dollars, sticking out 100 there, staying with the Portland Trailblazers. Now, you might say, well, you got to hate this deal too. Well, I don't because Anthony Simons is 21 years old, came off a career year, averaging 17. Well, Jalen Brunson averaged 16 and five with the Mavericks. But again, age and potential. Jalen Brunson's ceiling, in my opinion, has already been hit. Anthony Simons is a young electric scorer who, again, he's 21 years old and he has the potential to reach a ceiling that's much higher of Jalen Brunson. He could, in my opinion, he could become an all-star. He's that good, and he still has so much more to learn, so much more potential. This is a deal where you have to give him this type of money, 25 mil a year, very similar to the Brunson deal, but the potential in the ceiling is very, very high for this guy because this could be your next CJ McCollum. So I do like that tra- that deal for Portland, staying competitive, got to play a little bit to win now. You reloaded, got Jeremy Grant, got Shaden Sharp at the seventh overall pick. Dame Lillard and the Portland Trailblazers are ready to rock out next season. Next deal, Lou Dort, one of my favorite players in the league, a big storyline that I loved watching in the bubble. He's staying with the Thunder, getting a bag five years million. I love this for the Thunder. Keeping your defensive stopper there. We know how crucial they are for teams. Really worked on his three-point ball. Uh, I love this deal for both sides. Very happy for Lou Dort. Third highest undrafted uh, player behind Fred Van Vliet and Duncan Robinson. Uh, A smaller deal, but it's very impactful. P.J. Tucker going to the Philadelphia 76ers. Three years, $33 million. This is huge because James Harden opting out of his deal, going for a smaller contract, allows them to get P.J. Tucker. They also signed Daniel House for two years, $8 million, kind of filling out that bench a little bit. You get DeAnthony Melton in that trade, kind of like what Philadelphia is doing here. Now, some other signs I'll run through quickly. Royce O'Neal got traded to Brooklyn, seemed like minutes after the Kevin Durant situation, after he requested a trade. Brooklyn gives up a first-round pick for Royce O'Neal. Bobby Portis staying in Milwaukee, four years, $49 million. I think this is a good deal here for them. They also signed Joe Ingles to a one-year deal. We'll see how he recovers from a knee injury. But looking at these small signings, I think Milwaukee and Phoenix are huge winners of this free agency so far because you fill in the small gaps in your roster. But then also, you still got your stars there to make another run at it in the Eastern Conference. Tyus Jones staying in Memphis, two years, $30 million, becomes the highest paid backup point guard. And I know this comes at a cost for a backup point guard, but he's really good, a good floor manager, floor general. Uh, and obviously they need insurance policy for John Morant if he ever gets injured. So I do like this deal for Memphis. Uh, keeps him uh, afloat if Jaw ever goes down because Tyus Jones is good. He can play. Toronto Raptors, my guys, made a couple moves. Chris Boucher, three years, $35 million. Thaddeus Young, two years, 16. I'm more intrigued by the Boucher contract because I think Boucher is really, really solid. He can stretch the floor, shoot the three, but he also is good down low. You know, he can score in the paint. He can rebound well. He's had some monster games over his tenure with the Toronto Raptors. And this is a guy who was undrafted as well. A hidden gem that Masai Masai Ujiri, once again, has found in the rough. And we keep him for another three years. So, And this potentially could be a piece that you use to go get Kevin Durant. I'm pushing this hard. I, w- I would love to see Kevin Durant in a Raptors uniform. I would get that jersey ASAP. 
uh, going back to Brooklyn, Nick, Nick Claxton re-signed two years, $20 million. Petty Mills, two years, $14 million. So keeping some of your key guys that you have from this past season. Brooklyn, who knows what they're going to do in the next couple weeks. They're a massive question mark for what their future looks like. Gary Harris, two years, $16 million to stay in Orlando. I definitely like this deal. Keep a veteran around to teach some of these young guys. You can't just have a team of young guys. You got to have vets there. Kyle Anderson going to Minnesota, two years, $18 million. Like this deal for the Timberwolves. Get a good defender. He's got length. Obviously, slow-mo. We're going to miss him in Memphis. But uh, I I definitely like this. Get you a guy who can, like I said, defend. He can score a little bit. Uh, Versatile player. I think this is what Minnesota needs, whether he starts or comes off the bench. Uh, Andre Drummond going to Chicago, two years, $6 million. DeLon Wright going to Washington, two years, $16 million. Ricky Rubio going back to the Cavs after they traded him to Indiana for an, off of a, an expiring contract. He was a huge, huge uh, help for the Cavs early in the season when they had a very nice start, uh, obviously teaching uh, Darius Garland the ways of the point guard position. But uh, I, I definitely like Rubio coming off their bench because I, I love how, uh, how he played for them before his ACL injury. Bruce Brown going to Denver, two years, $13 million. Huge move for the Denver Nuggets. This is so underrated. Bruce Brown was so good in the playoffs. Good two-way player. Has the confidence that he can score. Played alongside good players like Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving. I think he's going to add a lot to this Denver roster to compete in the playoffs. Mitchell Robinson staying with the New York Knicks, four years, $60 million. Not sure how I feel about this. Now, I've loved a lot of these contracts so far. But Mitchell Robinson is injury-prone. This is a Robert Williams type deal, but I'm just not sold on Mitchell Robinson as a player. Does he fit in the modern NBA? Yes, he's a great shot blocker, a great paint presence. But again, he just gets injured all the time. He's not on the court much. And this is this is a lot of money you're delegating to two good players, but not great players. I know you've loved his development. I know you think he can be so much more, but with the injury risk, I'm just not sure how I feel about this contract. I hope he proves me wrong. He's a good player, but I'm very interested to see how the Knicks actually are next season because you look at their starting five, it's set. Jalen Brunson, Evan Fournier, RJ Barrett, Julius Randle, Mitchell Robinson. That's your five. Derrick Rose coming off the bench, but is that team good enough to get you into a top six seed in the East? I don't think so. And then the Clippers get a couple key players back. Nick Batum, Amir Coffey. Uh, Amir Coffey, three years, $11 million. He was from Minnesota, I believe, uh, if I'm getting his college right. But getting some good pieces back. And then also, like I said yesterday, John Wall going to the Clippers. Clippers should be should be competitive again. You get Paul George back from injury. Get um, Kawhi Leonard, most notably, back from injury. So those are really all the big free agent signings. Uh, to, to go over tomorrow, we've got a guest coming back on the podcast to talk all free agency stuff. Want to hear his thoughts on the Kevin Durant sweepstakes. And then also, he's a Hornets fan. What a wild offseason it's been for them. And then lastly, speaking of the Hornets, I'm glad I thought of that because we got to talk a little bit about their situation. Uh, this is not something I love talking about, but it has to be talked about because I'm not going to ignore it. Miles Bridges, day before, free agency, day before a free agency gets arrested for felony domestic violence report on that yesterday but last night his wife the mother of his kids comes out on instagram taking showing pictures of the marks the bruises the scars that miles bridges left on her body 
photos of her face that we saw. And then she posts a message saying that, you know, she's going to speak out and be brave, you know, very empowering, very strong message. But then a video she also includes of her kid talking about what Miles Bridges did to his mom, throwing her phone out the window, choking her. This is completely unacceptable. And I know I don't get serious like this much on the podcast because I like sticking it to basketball, but it's just a game. It's just basketball. This should not be tolerated in the NBA. Miles Bridges should not play in the NBA for a long time. And if not that, he should never play in the league again. Because you don't lay your hands on a woman. You do not do that in front of your kid. You don't do it to your wife, to your kid, any of that. You do not touch a woman. You do not abuse them. No physical abuse. No mental abuse. Emotional abuse. None of that. You do not treat women that way. Miles Bridges should not be setting an example like that to his kid. It is horrible the damage that he has done to that woman. Um, I, I hope she's okay. I hope she can recover not only physically but emotionally because it's very tough to go through that. I commend her for coming out the way she did to tell the true story of who this man really is because this is not a guy who is deserving of a max contract that he desires. Not just that. Not only that. This is not a guy who's deserving of playing in the National Basketball Association. I have faith in Adam Silver that he can deal with this in the right way. And if he does, I'm sure it's going to be dealt with legally because his next court appearance is July 20th. But if you're the Charlotte Hornets, going back to basketball briefly, you cannot resign this man. And this is horrible for their future because this was going to be a key piece. This was Lamella's running mate. This is horrible news. But you cannot resign this guy, especially for 20 plus million dollars, which is what they were going to give him, maybe 25, 30. But and and no team can give this guy an offer sheet. He should remain a free agent. In my opinion, his NBA career should be very close to over. Um, th- this is completely not acceptable. I hope Adam Silver again sets a precedent uh, of of this situation. Uh, Jackson Hayes is also an example of this. I hope. I mean, I don't even know what happened to him, but um, this Miles Bridges stuff is really really bad. Uh, it, it's unfortunate to see the type of guy that he is because. If you look at it basketball-wise, he's a great player. He's exciting. He's electric. He's fun to watch. But again, just to wrap this up so I don't keep rambling, this should not be tolerated in the NBA. This should not be tolerated in any workplace ever. I just want to reiterate, and I know you don't need to hear from me, but you do not touch a woman like that ever. You don't physically, mentally, emotionally abuse a woman ever the way that Miles Bridges did to his wife. It's unacceptable. I hope the league takes action and... I don't want to pray in a guy's downfall, but I hope he does not get resigned. I don't think he should play in the NBA for the foreseeable future. Unfortunately, that's how we're going to have to end off the episode. But going back to a brighter mood, because I did want to address that issue. I know it's a big problem uh, in, in professional sports with stuff like that, uh, and it would be irresponsible of me to not talk about that. But regardless of that, I'm very, very excited to talk about more free agency stuff coming up. Again, college basketball, I want to do a little preview of their way too early top 25 Uh Love this episode. Kevin Durant sweepstakes. It's so interesting. Players going all over the place. 
uh, free agency is just a m- absolute frenzy. It's, uh, I mean, there are just so many words you can use to describe it, but uh, very happy to be talking to you guys, uh, giving my thoughts on free agency. So tomorrow, we're going to have a guest episode, going to go more in depth uh, on all of these free agency signings, uh, going to be talking about some winners and losers, uh, talking about the Hornets a little bit, because I've done my due diligence on their offseason working uh, at my uh, news station here in Charlotte. So with that being said, thank you so much for listening, and I'll speak to you next time.